friends, this is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A product of production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where you can find all of our content that helps deepen your relationship with Christ, whether you are um, in a country that doesn't even have a church. You know, there's some countries in the Middle East that do not allow churches. They're strictly prohibited. Or you're in Southern California and just don't have any Christian friends and are uncomfortable or nervous about walking into a church. Uh, please check out the website, see if there's any content uh, that is useful to you. Drop us a line, let us know. Uh, we love to hear from you. And if the ministry blesses you in any way, please click the donate now button um, and contribute whatever your heart is moved to do. And with this video or podcast, whatever format you're watching, you can click like, share, subscribe with your friends. Uh, that would be awesome. We'd appreciate it. Absolutely. And don't forget to go down in the description, look at some of our sponsors. We got LifeWise and we have um, the ministry out in Coast, not Costa Rica. Where's that? I don't know. Oh my gosh. You're going to have to click on the link to, to make sure you know where it's at. <laughs> so the one you're sponsoring. Yes. Okay. Which is yes. different than. But yes, go there and visit them. And if you want to give it to them, give them a little bit of cashola to help them with some of the expenses of running uh, their uh, ministry. Out in South America. Nice. It's definitely in South America. South America. It's not Costa Rica, though. Oh, my gosh. Guatemala? Mm, something like that. But check it out. Somebody go to the link, check it out, and then tell me what it is. <laughs> I should. I should I'm going to write these things down. I, I really should be professional yes. and have like little cheat sheets. Yes. But I, I like to, to to fly by the seat of my pants a little bit. I know. Yeah. That's okay. Like that. <laughs> Let's see. Maybe somebody already answered. Nope. Not yet. Hey, Iris. Nice to see you. Hi there. And Hi, Iris. Kate. Hi, Kate. Love seeing you. How are you feeling, Kate? I hope you're feeling well. Yes, for sure. All right, let's read the devotional. And uh, we're reading from Charles Spurgeon, Morning by Morning, for July 28th. The reference is Psalm 73:22, that says, So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Mm. This is from the pen of Charles Spurgeon. Ah, yes. Yep. Fantastic. He he writes, remember, this is the confession of David, a man after God's own heart, confessing his inner life by saying, I was senseless and ignorant. Now, there's an editor's note here in parentheses. I'm going to read that. It says, actually, this is a psalm of Asaph, but he was one of David's choir leaders who may have written this on behalf of David. And then Charles continues, the word foolish here means more than its usual meaning. For earlier, David says, I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, which shows the foolishness he intended was connected to the sin of envy. And in our, in our text today, he not only puts himself down as being foolish, but adds a word to intensify the meaning. So foolish was I. How foolish hmm. he couldn't say, but it was a sinful foolishness that was not to be excused due to the simple frailty of man. It was to be condemned due to its perversity, perversity and its willful ignorance for he was envious of the prosperity of the wicked and was forgetful of the dreadful end awaiting them. Are we any better than David that we should consider ourselves wise? Do we profess to have attained perfection or to have been so punished by the rod of correction that all our willfulness towards sin is gone. Hmm. This is pure pride. 
If David was foolish, how foolish are we? If only we could see ourselves as we are. Dear believer, consider times past when you have doubted God while he was, has been so faithful to you. Think of your foolish outcry during affliction. No, my father, when he was actually working to give you a greater blessing. How often during dark and difficult days have you misread his sovereignty, misinterpreted his hand at work, and have complained, everything is working against me, when they are truly working together for your good. Wow. Consider how often you have chosen sin because it's of its pleasure, when in fact that pleasure became a root of bitterness in you. Surely if we know our, our, oh, surely if we know our own heart, we must plead guilty to the indictment of sinful foolishness. Then, once fully conscious of our foolishness, we must make David's resulting resolve our own. Guide me with your counsel. What do you think, Schnugs? Well, what do you think he means by a sinful foolishness as opposed to what exactly? An well, intentional sinfulness or, or a malicious sinfulness? Oh. So foolish, a foolish sinfulness is like, duh, I'm just like being silly about it. I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with the whole foolishness part. Like we should know better. Is that what it I means? think we should know better because uh, we've probably been there before. Uh, is that we've thought something was all about us or our doing and we've taken credit for it. And then in the end, it turned out to be, you know, some aspect of it began falling apart because we began to believe in ourselves more than God. Okay. And then some time goes on and we hit, you know, the rocks a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then God blesses us because of course, in our, in our sadness, we go to the Bible and we go to prayer and we go to our friends <laughs> and then it starts, things start looking up a little bit because we're following God's word. And then suddenly we go, wow, look how great I am. Oh. Look how, and, and that's foolish. Like, didn't we learn the first time that we did that? Uh, I, I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Because I've, I have not fallen into that trap because Ever. I've been so good. You don't think you have fallen in that trap this morning? No, not at all. What I do? What? What I do this morning? Okay, we'll talk about it later. No, <laughs> I forgot already. What did I do? Not something you we did. did the gym. Some, something you were thinking about at the gym. Mm. Oh no. Anyways, Shoot. just a little, a little inside family joke. <laughs> no. But I mean, I fall into, I mean, I guess you could say foolishness, sinful foolishness to me is kind of like, yeah, I should know better. Like just dumb things. I can't stop. To me, sometimes cussing is that way. Oh. Um, just using bad words that I know I shouldn't. And it just po keeps popping out and you're like, oh, that's just dumb. Dumb. Yeah. There's a few, you know? few words you really just come out. Just me, right? Not you. Nope. Oh my God. I don't like cussing. Uh, okay. You never cuss. And what else? Um, yeah. Consider uh, the sin you choose because of pleasure and the pleasure becomes a root of bitterness. So you think it's going to be good and then it turns out not being good, which is usually the case with sin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are the ones that I think 
get people the most. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, if there's any any of the the sins, it's the one that uh, seems to be tied to pleasure that gets people. I think yes. the most, Ple- but pleasure can be like in the realm of, uh, you know, uh, monetary, right? There's some pleasure in being given tons of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Course. So then you are, ch- you constantly are chasing that. It, it's sure. kind of like heroin. Yeah. You know? They go, oh, that, that felt good to be able to be kind of free. Yeah. But then it turns into sin. Because you you don't stop imbalance. Yes, the imbalance and that becomes more important, right? Than uh, than anything Family else, and right? Life. I mean, because it's easy to go to the pleasures of you know the sexual aspects of things. That that's you know one that gets or a lot. Or just of people. to me, idleness. I'd be like, I'm just gonna watch this other episode of Netflix uh, right now. Well, there's that too. Instead of reading my Bible or doing something productive, there's that of the, just laziness. The pleasures of just doing nothing right nothing meaningful but there are times as we're learning through the message of uh, pastor jack hibbs that sometimes that is exactly what god wants us to do is just stop and listen i I don't think that's the message he was saying no he was saying to stop and listen to god but i don't think he was saying watch netflix well i well not that but i think take a day like even god rested on on one day yes Take just a Sabbath. To just rest. Sabbath. Yes. And what could what could rest look like without it being? Does it mean that? <laughs> what does rest look like without the TV? Yeah, I mean, you could rest in front of the TV, and you can rest at the park. Yes. Staring at the squirrels. Yes. No, I'm not talking about just the Sabbath. I'm talking mm. about just wasting time, social media, watching TV, whatever it may be. Yeah. Where it's beyond. Um, beyond what I believe for myself is mm. expected. I believe the other day, this is really good. This is important because the other day we took a day for ourselves, for us. Yes. And I think God smiled. Nice. And I think that was important for us to take a day. We didn't spend it in front of the television. No. We just spent it together as a couple. And, and I thought that that was wonderful. We didn't really do much of anything else no. for hours. Yes. And it was one of the best days of my life. Oh, yeah, it was to sit there and it was very nice. And, uh, it just be one, one with God. I, I thought it was pretty awesome. It was. Um, and, um, for sure. And even on our little vacation too, in Hawaii, there was a couple of days where we just spent time together, sat yes. on the beach. Absolutely. But you know what? The, 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 I think the problem with that is, is that it took us so long to do it. I don't think God likes that either. Like we do nothing but work and transport those little <laughs> minions, those minions all over the place. <laughs> and I don't think that he likes that we don't take time uh, to be, uh, to be a couple. I totally agree. So sorry. Marriage comes before kids. <laughs> so We're you have to find that balance. Here you, got, you, you, you got to find that balance. I think that's important. Let's see who do we got. Who else we got on here? We got Carrie News on. Hi, Carrie. Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Why are they going are to? Go? Why are they going to Canada? Uh, we're talking about uh, Kate's children. Oh, 
Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Kate says, I'm foolish. <laughs> a foolish mom. Her son, Matt, and the two grandchildren are moving to Canada. And her heart was hurt and then bitter because she will have no grandchildren left in Australia. Oh, mm. I'm sorry to hear that, Kate. And I don't think that's foolish. That's just, just being a mom and a grandma. So if you were like, hey, have a great time. See you later. Yeah. They would have been shocked. Yeah. So. I'm sure that they expected you to be hurt. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, of course, I think it's a sign of how, I mean, but then again, I come from Persian parents, so guilt trip and, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you never do anything for me is a, is a commonplace, but nonetheless, I still think it's nice to show your kids that you, um, you love them and life won't be the same without them around. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, that's not foolish at all. I mean, I, I, I would feel the same way. <laughs> I can't think that I would feel any different that I would say, oh man. And then I'd have to figure out how is it that I'm going to, you know, you know what am I going to do? Right. Like, what are some of the options? You know, of course you have FaceTime, which isn't right. quite the same, but it's Zoom, you with, got, the <laughs> Zoom with the kids. Um, but you know, I got to make some of those uh, save up the pennies to make, to make the travel sometimes and, and make that connection. Yep. Which can be, it's not easy, but you know, you got to figure wants out. to know why they're going to Canada. Yeah. Probably yeah. Work. Why are they going to Canada? Oh, we work. I would suspect. <laughs> we need to, yeah. We need to get to the bottom of this. And, uh, Carrie says TV is not rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Some well, sometimes, uh, when we're watching some of our pastors, is that not rest? No. Yeah, uh, to me, it's it is even winding, watch, watching mindless TV is rest to me. Well, it is f for sure for me because I barely get into the hello everybody. Let's open your Bibles and then I'm already asleep. So, <laughs> uh, Cindy is oh man, not mindless TV rest. So does that mean you do agree <laughs> mindless TV is rest? I think it could be. Yes. I just I guess it also depends what you're watching. And there you go. Yep. And Carrie agrees with Cindy that it is mindless or that it's not mindless. I'm confused, ladies. Uh, I think sometimes it's rest. I think. Well, let's see. I want to hear what um, old Jim has to say about uh, is that the right one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Our warning today is the foolishness of thinking we have attained perfection. As Spurgeon says, are we any better than David? No. We are, uh, and nor are we better than Paul, who said, not that I've already obtained all this or have already been made perfect. And if you think you're standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. God chose us in Christ to be holy and blameless in his sight. And he sees us as such already, but it is because he views us in Christ. Not because we've attained perfection. Such an important distinction he sees us as perfect because he sees us in Christ, not because we attained perfection. Just repeating it for clarity. <laughs> Thus, Paul continues in Philippians. I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have attained a hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Hmm. 
perfection. I don't know. How many people, any of you guys in the audience feel like you've attained perfection? I don't know. I'm not, my brain doesn't even go anywhere near that. Actually, I don't know if I said this on the broadcast or I was just talking to you, but um, I was with a friends and they were just really complaining. Like they can't believe that God's putting them through this particular situation. And I was like, I was like, on, and I said, I'm sorry, can I, can I like naively ask you, like, do you really feel that way when you talk to God? Because I believe I'm so lucky for just anything that he gives me that to me, it's like, uh, it's a, it's a miracle. He's giving me what he's given me. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I guess if you've been a Christian long enough, I have definitely not been a Christian long enough, but maybe if you've been a Christian long enough and you've been a good person, good quote, good person long enough, mm. you start to feel that way. Like, oh, God, how could you do this to me? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember those days of, of asking God, why are you, why do you hate me so much? Why, why do you despise me? Why, why when, do you, when you were struggling? Yeah. Right. Oh, a lot. Um, and of course I never got the answer because it was not him. And I, and I kept asking, why are you not telling me? I mean, I remember saying, why will you not give me like the path out of this? Like, like, why do you hate me so much? So why don't you tell me why you're hating me so much and give me the solution? You know what I mean? And I was like, I never get the solution. And then finally, what was it? Three years ago now, something like that, three or four years ago, whatever that was, um, that, that was the answer. Like it was, it was like, I've been I, almost like I've been trying to tell you for 50 some odd years that I, I, I'm not punishing you. You are a detriment to yourself. You're your own worst enemy. <laughs> and you keep ignoring me. And I and I keep giving you the answer. You keep asking me for the answer. I keep giving you the answer because I let you do what you want. And that is my answer. Here, okay. I'm um, let me show you one more time. I want to show you one more time what's happening to you. Wow. And it happened again, and I'm, I'm ignoring it. God, why are you doing this to me? <sighs> okay, here's another people, one. <laughs> but do you think that people who... Are, are truly walking with the Lord feel the same thing? As I was back then? Yeah. That's no, because of- once I then said, I, I get it now, please forgive me. Um, you know, I repent. Um, and then he showed himself to me. Uh, it's never entered my mind again. I always know when it's me. You, yeah. I'm talking to like mature, strong Christians who get mad. I think I go back to what Jack always says that then they never were. Because if you don't feel it, if you don't understand that God loves us immensely and then gives us what it is we need when we need it, and then to be patient because we don't have all the answers, if you don't accept that, then you don't have faith. You're not, in, you're not truly in the faith. I think that's not true. Really? Yeah, I think that's extreme. I think hmm. that there are people who... Um, get upset at certain situations, but are still in the faith. Like they just get hit with either disease or death of a loved one. And they're so shocked by the trauma. They get angry at God, but they're still believers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, um, 
again, I think it's a matter of the number of years and the lifestyle. See, I think because both you and I have come from such a detrimental lifestyle, we see God's bounty that much clearer. Mm-hmm. But there are Christians who did not live that way. Really? Any- yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, I don't know about most of the ladies on this broadcast, I think have actually. But uh, it's, you know, people that have just basically been good believers their whole lives um, get mad hmm. when bad things happen because they just can't understand why. Because they didn't bring it on themselves. Hmm. It wasn't like a series of repercussions for sins of 20 years ago wow i have to ask my friend larry larry as far as i know i mean he's i think in his late 70s maybe early 80s oh yeah your and, and he yeah. says he's been a christian his entire life and has loved yeah. god all of his entire life i would ask him if like, is, is, is there anything that's happened to you that so shocked you that it made you angry i that's can't imagine him being mad at god even if ask he may he may and he may say yes but i got over it I understood the wisdom of it, but I'm just curious because I think these, the people kind of people I'm talking about always end up coming around, but when it first happens, they're angry at God. I don't know. Yeah. Anything? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm tainted because I was so angry at God for so long. And then I, <laughs> then I realized that none of it was true. Yeah. That I, I come back a little bit faster from difficulty and not that it's that been realizing it's my fault. Um, where are we at? Uh, so Kate is explaining that, uh, when she, uh, her son came over, um, the other, I believe Luke is the other son, right? So he convinced, I can't, sorry. Uh, he convinced him that it would be better to go to Canada. Oh, that is Satan's trickery. (laughs) That's Canada. Canada Canada is is terrible. I, I think Canada is worse than Australia. Yeah. Uh, as far as socialism. Hey, Lisa. Lisa jumped on. Hello, Lisa. Nice to see you. Carrie says. I am surprised and wonder why people blame God. Mm. Yes. Yeah, um, well, it was easy for me. I mean, my biggest thing, obviously, came as a police officer. Well, it, it happened before that, but then it just got worse because I blamed every bad crime that happened to kids or, you know, innocent women. Um. And sometimes they were, uh, the cases that I had that were involving a church member. Oh, right. Um, I really got mad. I mean, I really was like, you got to be yeah. kidding me. And it really was hard for me to get, get through. <clears throat> so that's really when it all began to really get really bad with me. Cindy says. I fear questioning God. I want to walk in trusting his faithfulness in all things, but I'm not perfect for sure. Not even close. <laughs> Join the club. Kate. Jesus was the only perfect man. We follow him because we want him to change our heart and to become more like him. Amen. Carrie. Prayers, Kate. They just sentenced pastor to 10 years for preaching to the truckers during the protest. Oh, yeah. Canada's a strange place right now. You never know. It's not over yet, Kate. (laughs) And Cindy agrees. And Kate says... It's okay to be angry as long as we don't sin with that anger. Jesus got angry with the money changers. What's the example people give when they talk about Jesus? He yeah. overturned the tables, the money changers. Yeah, for sure. Righteous anger. Many American Christians are used to having abundance and ease. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think that uh, it may be a very good reason why as soon as there's difficulty, there's like the shock, like, oh my God, why am I 
why am I suffering from this? You know, looking back, they feel there's no, that difficulty is some indication of a sinfulness. Like they always want to find the root of the sinfulness and maybe it isn't that at all. Mm. Maybe that's not what it's about at all. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, dude, we know scripture. 73, 22 to 24. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. How good is that expression? I was like That's, a beast. That was awesome. Nevertheless, I'm continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Psalm, receive me to glory. Think about that. Mm. Thousands of years before Christ. I was like a beast before you, Schnooks. Oh. I was, I was kind of ghastly myself for Samuel 13, 14. And this is Samuel talking to Saul after he disobeyed the sacrifice, this, the sacrificial offering timing that Samuel had told him. He was supposed to wait for Samuel and he didn't. So, but now your kingdom will not endure, Saul. He, he says to him, the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Well, that was when God chose David to replace Saul. Psalm 73, 3, for I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And Psalms have these great expressions. in them. That is a really good one. Isn't it? Yeah. And you know why you, you know why? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. You know why you envy the foolish when you see the, when you, you know why you envy the foolish when you see the prosperity of the wicked? Because if you were ignorant and foolish, then you could live a life that would give you that kind of prosperity. But because you know better, you can't. Mm. So that's why you envy the foolishness. <laughs> you envy the stupidity, basically. <laughs> because you wish you were stupid enough to do that, too. Such a... Only God. There's a period, of, a period of time that I would say, you know, what? I really envy the homeless. You know, the intent, the intentionally homeless because they, what a, they're given everything. If right. I could just, if I could just sleep on cement and, and if use you a, you could stomach it. You yeah. Would, yeah. And, and not take a shower like twice a day. I would, um, what a life it was, was you have, what do you, you wake up and you go, what am I gonna do today? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Romans. 828. 828, the famous 828. And we know all things work together for good to them who love God and to whom to whom are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. I love God and be called according to his purpose for all things to work for good. It's not just how you're born again, all things work together for your good. <laughs> It'd be nice though. What's Kate saying about her generation? Uh, me generation, my rights to a happy, crappy <laughs> life. When we have abundance and all our needs are met, we react like a two-year-old when we throw a tantrum and we can't get what we want, and it's usually our own way. <laughs> yeah. So true. A me generation. It is. Selfish. Crappy Self equals clappy. Maybe she meant to uh, <laughs> change the word. Oh. And didn't. Oh, rights to a crappy, happy, crappy life. <laughs> <laughs> um shoot help me help me uh oh man what? i had something i was gonna say and i forgot what it was 
Ach. So what's, what's new with you, Schnooks? Well, <laughs> uh, we have just our two teenage girls right now. Yeah. Till the rest of the gang arrives back home. And we had a, a steak dinner. Yes. Tonight. You did a great job with those steaks. Just meat, meat only. We're still on the carnivore diet. I'm a little fed up, but <laughs> we got another month to go. Oh, man. Dang it. I wish I could remember what I was going to say because it was really timely. Oh, look at that. Kate remember. is teaching us a new word. Clappy oh. means happy I got my own way. <laughs> oh, who knew? Oh, my God. We forgot to say hi to Jan. Hey, Jan. Nice to see you. Hi, Jan. Just think of the hard life Jesus lived. No place to rest this. No place to rest his head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus didn't even have a home. Well, he was busy. He was busy running around spreading the word. Spreading the, Spread, spreading the way. No way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really wish I could remember what I was going to talk about. It had something. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So, <gasps> sorry, is I wanted to talk about this um, event that Pastor Jack is having. Just Church. Called Just Church that he is having at the Honda Center, formerly known as the Pond. Um, he will make an error every so often, call it the Pond, because that's what we knew it uh, as for so long. Um but it's, uh, it's about an 18,000-person uh, location that he is going to, but not promoting Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. What he was trying to do is to bring people that got unchurched during the pandemic, bringing them back to a church, not, not Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. Right. I, I wanted to ask you yes. what your first thoughts are on on any of those things that is it going to work that, you know, cause you know, we were attracted to his message because of him being a biblical teacher. And of course the way that he teaches is, is he's a great teacher. He uses analogies and, and, um, and examples of our daily life to bring it into a, a, a picture that we can understand and how the, the Bible is speaking to us. And so the way that he teaches uh, is very good for people. Is there, is there any hope for him doing this at such a large event and then people leaving there and not trying to come to Calvary Chapel Chino Hills? Well, honestly, I think we've met a couple, like we've gone to a couple of great churches nearby. Mm -hmm. And I think our circumstances are different. We have a personal, and we're blessed to have a personal relationship with Pastor Jack. Like he's, he, for both of us feels like he's, he's our teacher. We're his disciples. Um, but without that relationship, I think we could have easily switched to one of our local churches. Hmm. So after the pandemic, I think, um, I think we could have, we could have transitioned if it wasn't for that personal affinity for him. You know what I mean? Nobody, we didn't feel that anybody was as great, but I think that, um, there were still solid church options around us. There still are solid church options. Mm. Um, they just, we just, I think we were just meant to be at Chino Hills. You know, it feels like home, but that needed, that's just my comment on whether it's going to work, whether people using our own experience, I could see people going and being like, I miss being in church, mm -hmm. but I am actually, um, I'm just worried about whether people will come 
just for that theme. That's what's a little, um, that's what's so risky. It's like, I'm, I'm a, I know he must've been truly inspired by God. He even said it to have done it, to have planned it. Um, he believes it's coming from God. Absolutely. But I'm just, I, it's just shocking to me, honestly. I was totally taking, yeah. When I heard about it, I was like, huh, what? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's above my pay grade. Like, I don't get it. Um, but of course we're praying for absolute fantastic success. Yeah. I, um, I think if people are, are coming just to this one thing and really have not spent a lot of time with them, I, I think they're going to be able to go to whatever church is closest to them. Right. Uh, I think where we've had difficulty is that we spent an entire, you know, pandemic with them. <laughs> And we well, I was there before too. Yeah, you were there before. before. But we were a, we were able to understand what makes a Bible teaching church and pastor so much more valuable to a believer than somebody who's dancing around the truth of the Bible. And we right, we spot like, it right away. We have uh, Calvary Chapel East Anaheim. Mm. He's a, he is an expository Bible teacher, mm. solid solid Bible teacher. So that's that's what I'm saying is that we have that down the street, but. My, I, for me, even before I met you, I, I, I have a personal um, affinity to. I mean, he's my spiritual covering. You yeah. know what I mean. So to me, there's a personal bond to being under his tutelage that goes way beyond. Okay, I can find friends in this church. Yep. But I'm curious about what kind of people will show up because I wanted to invite my Jewish friend. Mm. But then I thought, you know, he said repeatedly, these are for people that are already believers. And I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe then that will be awkward. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So it'll be fascinating. And uh, just as far as are our people going to show up, that, I mean, that's, um, that's a good question. Right. Um, but, you know, the history so far is that just about every event. I have been to one event that they put on at Calvary Chapel Channels, but Jack wasn't there. It was other people. Uh, and maybe they got 20 people yeah. to show up, but, um, somehow it always works out. I mean, he thought he was going to have 500 people to the movie, uh, <laughs> and 5,000 people showed up, not 500. Yeah. I think, I mean, similar to elevation, I think we could fill a large portion of that place with just people who love him. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't think the place is going to be empty by any means, but will it accomplish the goal of getting people to go to other churches? I think that would be awesome, but yeah, it's, it's a good experiment. I think it has to be done. Yeah. And he's the guy to do it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what are people saying? What's Iris saying? Uh, Iris is saying she may be at, uh, at Chino Hills this Sunday through San Diego, and then she's going on to Maui. Nice. So uh, we're praying for safe travels for you. May it be um, a source of joy and happiness for you, Iris, and your loved ones, wherever, whoever you're traveling with. Uh, and um, we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, that'd be great. And Carrie, that's the name of it. Yes. Just Church. And he, he promises that it's, uh, and I don't know if it promises the right word, but he just says that this is going to be a message. Yes, just and like regular church. Regular church. And yep. a message. Lisa says. She shared about it on her story and her feed, and he makes the point that he's going to be sharing information on how to find a Bible-believing church, which is awesome, too. Because yeah. maybe people don't know what they're looking for. Cool. And are they having other pastors there? No, no, that's the that's the kicker. Like if it was just like a whole conference, you know, like 
kind of like the Amir Safardi, the whole Jan Merkel and all that. Yeah. I could also get that, but it's just Pastor Jack. So interesting. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. It, it just of made pressure. me a little nervous. Makes me nervous. You just, just said thinking that. about it. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> well, we're spreading the word, you know, because we got thousands of people that watch our show. Yeah. And so just it, us alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Lisa answered with the same oh. that we did. And Lisa's. And he's trying to be an example for other pastors to be Bible teachers. <laughs> yeah, that's a subliminal message there, too. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. The other thing I was wondering is um, are other churches going to put the other Calvaries? Because there is a little bit of a rivalry, I think, between some of the Calvaries. Between all the churches and Pastor Jack. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. any of them advertising. It's all going to be word of mouth from people that come to our church hmm. or watch them on YouTube. Wow. I just got a little nervous. We shall see. God is great. Never yeah. disappoints. Now we'll be talking about it leading up to it and, uh, and hope that uh, it all works out. And I mean, I went to, you know, Kanye West's uh, Sunday service and he, uh, <laughs> What? I just I just saw a picture with him and his wife going to someplace. She looks like a. Well, she used to. He used to run. Oh, so you don't know what uh, his Sunday service was? You never heard. Uh, of oh, it. at the farm. Yeah. Oh no, I never went. Yeah. So he did um, a small sermon. I can't remember who was the pastor, but mostly worship. Um, it was extraordinary. It was an extraordinary experience. But imagine, as famous as he is, he couldn't pack the farm. Oh wow! I mean, it was crowded. It wasn't empty by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't packed. And that's a little smaller than the Honda Center. Yeah. A little bit. So, uh, eleva but elevation, packed yeah. for him. Sold out. Yep. Every seat taken. So, yeah. let's see. So interesting. Yeah. This is a great experiment. I'm looking forward to it. Because so, Honda Center is uh, double the size? Of Not double, just a little bit bigger. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Because I think Spurdick uh, said uh, forum was 8,000 seats. No, it was more than that. It's probably about 14,000. Oh. Because remember, we're counting the floor. Oh. When you don't count the floor, then it's less. So same thing with the Honda Center. It's only 16,000, not including the floor. But that you, you include, yeah. including yeah. the floor, yeah. So it's around 18,000, something like that. Exciting. Good stuff, people. Yeah. For those of you who haven't heard, it's going to be in the Honda Stadium. Honda Center. The Honda Center, Just Church, September. Something. Lisa? Lisa. What today? <laughs> Ninth. We're going to have to get a, I'll get a graphic and that may, that way we can make sure and put it up on the screen so everybody can see it. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll get that all taken care of. Um, gosh, I'm so glad. My head would have exploded. I couldn't remember. That was the Look thing I wanted to bring up first and foremost and before I did it. anything else. Um, all right. Anything else, my love? Nope. No. You don't have anybody you want to talk about? No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Been a long day. All right. We love you guys. Thank you. And don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. Oh, wait. We have one more comment coming in. Lisa says what? Uh, she's going to be away at a family reunion and uh, won't be able to come. But I know I have 100% faith that's going to be a great turnout and a big move of God. Amen. Are we going, Schnooks? We're going to keep them in a prayer. Of course. <laughs> well, we'll be there. We have to. <laughs> yes, for sure. No matter what. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Love you guys. God, God bless. bless. Take care.